This is the Dallas Morning News. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm food editor Aaron Bookie, and I host our food podcast at the Dallas Morning News called Eat Drink DFW. Each week, we're dropping a segment of the show right here in this feed. If you want to hear the full show and make sure you never miss an episode, then just search for Eat Drink DFW wherever you get your podcasts. You'll also find links for it at dallasnews.com slash listen. Happy eating. Welcome back, everyone. Be sure to go to dallasnews.com slash food after this for information on our show and lots of food and drink stories. And you can always share your thoughts with us at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. Later on, we'll be talking to Gaming Foodie, but right now I'm joined by food writers Sarah Blaskovich and Claire Baller to talk about what's trending. So Sarah, you've been covering the PGA complex in Frisco, but not for sports. That's correct. The golf piece of this, which I don't know much about, is that they're going to be two 18-hole golf courses. And this facility is up in Frisco. It's actually 2,500 acres total from a former family ranch that was purchased by private investors and by the city of Frisco and Frisco ISD. 660 of those acres are being made into these two golf courses. And then there would be more than 10 restaurants on the property, including a fair amount that people in Frisco and the surrounding cities will want to come to whether they're golfing or not. And so what are the restaurants opening there? So the highest end restaurant is called Trick Rider, and it is named for the female stunt riders um, back in the day who ride horses. And above the bar, there's supposed to be a 1,500 pound horse covered in crystals that will be lit up and it will be all sparkly on the ceiling. But this place, Trick Rider, is supposed to be like a supper club type feel. So flights of Wagyu, you could start with a caviar course if you want to. It is inside the Omni Hotel, uh, which is has just been built on this property. It and all the restaurants will open the first week in May. I feel like Frisco is like the new Dallas or like the new Orlando. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. It was interesting putting together this story. I ended up reporting what a lot of people have said over the years, which is that Frisco is not a suburb of Dallas. It is its own area right. in Texas. It is possibly its own region. FC Dallas has a headquarters there. The Dallas Cowboys have their world headquarters there. There is a minor league baseball team, the Rough Riders there. Why don't they also have a world-class golf course there? One of the guys who's putting together all of this explains that he wants the Omni PGA Frisco to compete with like Kiowa Island and with Pebble Beach. Oh, wow. Not with these resorts in the hill country, for instance. Oh. He's like, think bigger. This place is massive and he wants to bring in golfers from all over the world. That's amazing. It is just going to be its own little foodie zone. So anybody who's interested in kind of driving to these new developments of which Dallas-Fort Worth has many, the Omni PGA Frisco will soon be the next place to go and check out. Cool. And so another big name moving into North Texas soon is Bojangles Chicken and Biscuits. And I believe one of them is going to be in Frisco, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Two of them are going to be in Frisco. In fact, we know that four are opening in Dallas-Fort Worth so far. They say they want to open six, but we don't know the addresses of the remaining two. But two will be in Frisco. One will be in Euless. One will be in Lancaster. And Euless is supposed to open first. For anybody who doesn't know Bojangles, this is a fast food Southern fried chicken place. I ate a Bowberry biscuit 
at a Bojangles very hungover after an SEC football game in South Carolina once. People who know Bojangles seem to love it. And there's now something like 800 of them. Oh, wow. And so what is a Bowberry biscuit? I'm like picturing the cereal, Booberry. So a Bowberry biscuit is a dessert biscuit. It says it's stuffed with Bowberries, like capital B, Bow, capital B berries. I think this is more like a blackberry, boysenberry, raspberry thing. Uh, okay. And then there's icing on top. All right, Claire. So you had um, an interesting story in the last week about this new business that a Dallas site has launched that is supposed to help consumers and diners give better feedback and praise to restaurant workers. Yeah, this is a new tech platform from a Dallas company called Grata, and it was founded by a, a Dallas local. And it's designed to give service industry workers a public space to receive recognition for their work. So it has applications outside of the restaurant industry, but it very much is designed to work in the restaurant space. So customers can leave what they call gratas or stars along with written feedback by scanning QR codes at restaurants that use this platform. They leave these for employees that then go on to individual profiles for those employees. And so then they end up with a visible catalog of recognition for their work. So the big picture vision for this, what the founder told me, is that restaurant workers will be able to have a public space to show their work, just like many professionals use a LinkedIn for. Employers can use it to get direct feedback from diners about the work their employees are doing. And then diners can use it to see which employees are recommended by other diners at restaurants that they frequent. How do diners use it? The restaurant in Dallas that has rolled it out so far is Macero. This is now at all seven of their locations in Dallas. And how they're using it is they have QR codes in all of their check presenters. And so diners can just scan that QR code on their phone. They don't have to download an app, which I think people will be happy about because that's just another barrier to entry on that. So they just scan that QR code and they can select out of the employees that work at that location. They can select who their server was and basically give them a thumbs up give them a star if they had a really good service. And that feedback goes directly to their boss. So um, their boss can see that they've done a great job. Great. And so there's no actual like tipping or money exchange. Exactly. This is separate from tipping. And it, it really is designed to be sort of an alternative to Yelp or Google reviews, which tend to be negative. Mm-hmm. So the founder told me that he found a lack of gratitude and generosity in the restaurant industry in terms of recognition and thanks, you know, going in between diners and, and employees. So this is really an effort to restore that. And in theory, a restaurant server would have this profile that then they could show in a job interview, show Mm -hmm. the recognition that they receive and how well uh, liked they are by diners. It gives a little bit more power back to restaurant workers and a little more professionalism. So moving on, Texas Monthly just posted their best new restaurants of 2023. So Claire, what restaurants did they have on there that were in North Texas? This was a list of 10 restaurants throughout Texas, three of which are in DFW. One was Revolver Taco Lounge Gastro Cantina Mm -hmm. in Deep Ellum. Another was Don Artemio in Fort Worth. And the third was Otroisiem in Dallas as well. So those three were on the list of 10 best new restaurants as chosen by Texas Monthly. But then there were also honorable mentions. And the DFW honorable mentions were Brass Ram, Katarina's, which is the no cell phones restaurant that we have talked about on this podcast that's in Fort Worth. And then also in Fort Worth, Paris Coffee Shop, which has been around for a very long time. Sarah wrote about this place. I think it's like at least 95 years old, but it was recently redone. And so that got in there as an honorable mention. 
I like to see um, some Fort Worth names on there. But what names do you guys think maybe should have been on there? Yeah, we threw this around after we saw this story. And well, I, what I will say is that it made me realize that we're really lucky. We have quite a few new restaurants in DFW that are really exciting. So obviously, Texas Monthly was going to have a pared down list, right? They're looking at the whole state. But if you're just looking at the North Texas area, we have a ton. So I'll let Sarah jump in. She had a good number to add to this list. For me, this list missed the mark on how exciting Dallas is. Fort Worth too. Brass Ram absolutely should have been on the list. It's one of the most thrilling places that we've had open in a long time. And I've been several times. I like it a lot. I thought the addition of Paris Coffee Shop as an honorable mention was quite strange. I love this little diner, but it is scrambled eggs and biscuits and pancakes. And I'm such a fan of putting high and low restaurants on the same lists. But I didn't feel as though Paris Coffee Shop was even in the conversation when it came to the best new restaurants in the entire state. Some other restaurants I really love, Tatsu. We all have talked about Tatsu a lot. It's an omakase restaurant in Deep Ellum. I certainly think it's worth an honorable mention, if not more. I also think Clifton Club, a cocktail bar, is just a really cool place that should get more credit than it has. It is the place where I take people when they come from out of town. We go to Clifton Club, we get drinks, we get snacks, and then we go someplace else almost without fail. And so I think that should go on anybody's list. Claire, what else would you add? I would add La Bodega in Oak Cliff. You know, talk about high-low. This is on the lower end. It's it's a small little walk-up counter spot um, that specializes in rotisserie chicken, but it's very good. It's a good example of picking a niche and doing it really, really well. And I have to, I very much agree with you on Tatsu. It was surprising to me that Tatsu is not on the list. Both Tatsu and Restaurant Beatrice in Oak Cliff, and we just interviewed the owner and chef there, Michelle Carpenter. Both of them received James Beard semifinalist nods. I mean, to me, it's almost makes Dallas more interesting. We have such a diverse amount here that different restaurants get on different lists. I'd also add one more that I really like. I like Douglas in Snyder Plaza. It's upscale barbecue and almost all of the meats and vegetables are smoked in traditional old school barbecue smoker style, but then presented in an upscale way. I just think the owner, Doug Pickering, is doing something that a lot of other folks are not. That's special too. I think that's a reason why some of these places make any list is because they're a little bit different. Right. I'd tack Douglas onto the list. And for anybody who wants to read uh, more about it, Claire's story is on dallasnews.com slash food. And we do have a couple of other restaurants we thought should have been considered at the end of her list. Yes. And if anyone has anything they wanted to add to that list, um, please email us at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. Okay, so last week we got some feedback from a listener about our discussion on the new rules for dining, the new etiquette. And she took issue with something we re-referenced in the New York Magazine, which was about splitting the bill if you order booze or not. This is what she said. I'm so disappointed in your recent episode where you said that folks who don't drink should either A, not go to group dinners, or that B, we should cover the tip with cash. I recently met two friends at Las Palmas for dinner. One friend ordered $70 worth of margaritas, the other $45 in margaritas. Instead of shaming people for not drinking, maybe try supporting folks for taking the very brave and difficult step of going against societal norms. I had one $8 mocktail and a $16 entree. You really think I should have covered their booze? How about let's normalize and celebrate people choosing not to drink? It takes courage to reach this conclusion and to go out and still party and drop big dollars, just not with alcohol. 
Holly, I think that's fair. My suggestion was never that you should cover the alcohol for other people, especially if you're a non-drinker and are passionate about that. The idea was that splitting the bill is the easiest way for a group to get out of there quickly and responsibly. Now, Claire had an even better suggestion at the end of that conversation, which was, could one person pay and everyone pay that one person back? And I love this idea. And Holly, I wonder if that fixes it. So if I were the one to pick up the $400 bill that included somebody's $70 margaritas, which let me say, 70 bucks in margaritas is a lot of margaritas for yes. one adult. I hope that he or she was Ubering home. But if one person is taking the bill, let's say it's me, and you've got the $8 plus the $16, I think that's super fair for you to pay for your piece. The suggestion was never to shame anybody who doesn't drink into feeling bad. This brings up a good point, though, because I, I know I have been in this situation plenty of times where I'm dining with a group and I am the one person not ordering any alcohol or ordering one drink. And then the bill comes and it's like, damn, <laughs> my bill is not equivalent to everyone else's here. And they go, let's split the check thing. And, you know, it's like, wow, I wasn't I wasn't expecting to drop that kind of money on this this meal, which is why I ordered accordingly. So it is an uncomfortable situation to be in, which is why, as Sarah said, I always opt for the just split it up via Venmo yourselves after the fact. If someone wants to throw their card down and get those credit card points, great. Okay, great. Thanks, everyone. Stick around. We're going to talk to gaming foodie Alyssa Nguyen and talk about our favorite party snacks. Eat, Drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.